Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 364, The Rise of Skywalker, First Reaction. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Babu Frick, one of my oldest friends to my C-3PO, we have Carl LeClaire. I love Babu Frick. (laughs) That was, oh, he was so cute. He was great. Yeah, he, I love that. I'm not sure. Is, is it a he? I, I think don't know. So. I think so, yeah. yeah. But, although, I, I liked because Babu Frick's voice was very... It sounded like a, like a female's voice, but it, it, but he has whiskers. It, I don't know. Who knows what I don't know. cheesy is. So. Right, right. I don't know. I need to, I need to go get the, the visual guide. Um, I, that, that's yeah. something I need I think after that, like, watching this movie. Pretty sure all that stuff like dropped today. So Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyway... Boy, we've seen it. It's it's uh it's in our Once. it's it's been in our eyeballs, it's been in our eardrums. Um we want to just give our first reactions to it. I want to start by saying right off the bat, spoilers ahead. Um yeah. so if you've not seen Rise of Skywalker and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening now because we're not I, I don't know how to do a non spoiler review. <laughs> like I just don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, definitely um, this is we are going to be talking about what we saw specific in specifics. So, you know, that this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Uh leave now if you have not seen the movie. Yes. Exactly. Or if you haven't and you just don't care, then fine, feel free to stay. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, you know, and, and as we said, um, you know, last week with our pre-show, um, or just a few days ago with the pre-show, Katie's traveling right now, um, so obviously she can't be with us for this this first reaction video, and it, she'll be back on soon. Um, she's got a lot of traveling ahead of her with the holidays too, so we will get her on when she's got the time. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I um, I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, I'm always excited to talk about a new Star Wars movie. Yes. Um, so the, I think the first question I have for you, Jason, um, yes, Carl. is what was, you know, what kind of what was just your your initial response? Like, the you know, the credits roll. What are the first couple of thoughts and words that come out of your mouth as you're sitting there, you know, with I think you were with Joey Letson, who's a friend of yes. the show and, and his wife. What what were the first couple of things that you had to say? What What was that initial feeling and response to this movie? That was fun. Nice. Um I mean, honestly, that was that was kind of like my first reaction. I was like, "Oh man!" And then I just sort of sat there, going, "And this is the end of the Skywalker story now, you know." So it it it, it was a weird mix of emotions, and I don't think I think it's it's got some at least for me as I as I drove home and pondered and listened to the soundtrack it's a weird thing because there's some great stuff in this movie the stuff i've really enjoyed but it's also the end of a of a nine episode story and that ha- comes with its own weight that i didn't expect to have 
um, going into this because I do my best to not go in with any expectations mm. um, and stuff like that. And there, but there was some great stuff, some great visuals, some funny antics, uh, things I really was hoping to see that I got in this movie. Um, but there's just a lot, and I, and I think I think that's the thing is I I am still kind of on overload. Hmm. You know, it, it, you know, several hours, you know, you know, not quite 24 hours later, but um, I'm still on overload. And I, and I, I, I don't have like a solid grasp on anything I've seen yet. But my initial reaction is that was fun. And I enjoyed myself in the movie theater. So um, and I enjoyed seeing it with Joey and his wife and. And I was happy enough to say, yes, I'm going to come see this again. But also sitting here, you know, later, I'm like, I need to see it again because I I still need to figure out what I saw, <laughs> if that mm. makes sense. There's a lot jammed in in that two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 For sure. What about you? What was your initial reaction when you uh, were sitting in the movie theater as the credits rolled? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I leaned. I went with my friend Mike and his wife and another friend, and I leaned over. I go, "Wow, that was fun. It was a really good fan film." Um, it just <laughs> for being the capper of the nine part saga, it it really really fell flat for me in that regard. Um, so you know, I, I'm not here to I, I there like you said there were so many things I really liked. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was hard not to in some ways because it's it's kind of nonstop action. Um, yeah. And and there were some great visuals. Uh, there's some great uh, dialogue. I love so many of the themes in the movie. Um, specifically the one of you know the need for family and and winning because you're a family and winning because you're together. I I, I absolutely loved that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But as the the pinnacle to our Skywalker saga, I. I don't think it delivered on that regard. Not for me. So so I like it. Um, I'm excited to be going back again tonight. Um, I think, like you said, I, I really need to see this again. And, you know, I'll, I, I, I mean, I already have tickets for the rest of the weekend. So I will definitely use those tickets. Um, and because it, it's it's very dense. There's a lot yeah. going on. The, the plot is kind of all over the place. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I... I remember with Rogue One, the first time I saw Rogue One, I I didn't dislike it, but I was very like, I don't know about this. I don't I don't know if I like it. And then when I went for the second viewing the following day, it was like a 180. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious to see how that kind of pans out with this. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there were definitely things that worked for me. Um, you know, if if this had been like a trilogy about a just a random character named Ray who had no tie into the Skywalker saga. I think it could have been a really good movie, but again, as the, the, the capstone of this nine part saga, eh, nope, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> like <laughs> did not work in that regard at all. Um, so at least not yet, you know, I, 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 I think um, I've learned a lot in the Disney era of star Wars about my own experience of star Wars, about uh, my own fandom and I, you know, I want to be cautious about uh, too strong of a reaction because, again, I think multiple viewings really help. Um, so, you know, I'm 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 open to liking it more with these multiple viewings. I'm also open to not loving it, and I think that that's okay too. And you know, for anyone who's listening right now, wherever you land, whether you loved it or maybe you even hated it, or again somewhere in the middle, 
what I was really thinking about a lot this morning when I woke up is um, how we do live in a very unique Star Wars time, right? I mean, literally just this yeah. past week, we had a new episode of Mandalorian, a new John Williams soundtrack, and a new movie all within like 24 hours of each other. That's pretty damn exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. And what I'm also learning is that it's also okay if you don't love everything in Star Wars because there's so much stuff now to choose from. And while that's very different from so much of my early experience of Star Wars and probably is true for most Star Wars fans because, again, like in the past we always had so little. So you ate up everything you had because it's all you had. So now that we have kind of this this expanding buffet table, I think we have to give ourselves permission to be okay with maybe not loving everything on the table. Um, and hopefully that doesn't translate to having to hate things and like spew the hate. Um, like I, I, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing. Um, but hopefully it's an opportunity just to, if if you don't like a dish on the buffet buffet table, that doesn't mean you need to fling it on the floor, you know, leave it for the rest of us. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Because the person behind you in line may think that's the tastiest dish on the table and that's great. Like let's help them celebrate that. So, you know, um, so I just want to give that caveat because, like, I know I was a bit insufferable at the time of Last Jedi's premiere. So I, I, I don't want a repeat of that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because Last Jedi did – I mean, I own it. Like, I, I didn't really like it. Um, it's still not my favorite Star Wars movie. But I will say Rise of Skywalker gave me such a profound respect for Last Jedi because I love Ryan Johnson's originality, which I think is kind of lacking from J.J. <laughs> um you know, there was there was there still felt like a lot of rehash um, in in Rise of Skywalker. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think I think what Ryan Johnson delivered with Last Jedi was bold and different, um, but also really great. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of liking La- Last Jedi a lot more now, um, whereas Rise of Skywalker just I don't know. It just it was a really fun fan film for me at this point. Um, so, you know, I. Again, open to I'm open to people's extreme love for it and telling me more of why it worked for them. Um, but yeah, uh, so can I share like the biggest the biggest thing that fell flat for me? Not to like sure. start from a negative sure. point, but the thing that did. Well, really, we we want to end on a positive note here, right? Though, yeah, so. of course. <laughs> um, but the thing that really did fall flat for me was that Ray is a Palpatine. Um, I strongly disagree with that choice. Um, I think it really took away from her character. Um, I don't think Palpatine, you know, like we talked about just a few days ago. I mean, the thing that I, I, I kind of really wanted to see in this movie was a solid explanation for why Palpatine's back. And it's it's weak sauce to me. Like it came straight out of like the Dark Empire comic, which does not stand up as a comic, in my opinion. <laughs> so, um, you know, like so that, that really disappointed me because I really have loved Ray's journey as a nobody. You know, yes, Force Awakens time. I wanted Ray to be a Skywalker so bad. And. Essentially, she is, right? I mean, she does claim that for herself, and I love that. I love that at the end of the film, she says, I'm Rey Skywalker. It's freaking perfect. I absolutely love it that she yeah. makes the conscious choice of being part of this family. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved that. Um, but I don't love that she's a Palpatine because it does strip her of what made her unique, in my opinion. Um, the fact that she is a nobody, uh, which has kind of been developed through Last Jedi – is really powerful because that's the same story of of Anakin, right? That Anakin was a nobody who becomes something great. And I think that was the story of Rey that really worked for me is that she was kind of this nobody 
who the force has now bestowed upon her something special because the force needs someone special in this dark time. So to just make Ray a Palpatine, it's like, well, she's special because of this. And it's like, oh man, like that sucks. Cause like she was cool. And <laughs> now she's, I, I feel like that didn't, that, that really hurt her character for me. Um, and I also don't like the idea that Palpatine had I don't, like a child. Like that just doesn't, that's not con- like, that doesn't fit with the Palpatine we've gotten. And again, it doesn't get explained like to do something that big. So, you know, Ryan did bold things. Ryan Johnson did some bold things that all that he, for the most part, explained very well, whether or not you disagreed with him. He does bold choices and explains them. I think for J.J. Abrams, what he sees as bold is not it's a different kind of bold (laughs) Um, for him. It was bold to make Ray a Palpatine, but he doesn't explain it. Like, it's just like, oh, yep, that's who you are. Like, that's why she's always been so powerful. And it's like, oh, man, that sucks. Because I think that that really strips the uniqueness of what the Force was doing through Ray's story. Um, so that's that's what ultimately left me feeling very hollow about the movie. Um, so I don't know. How did that sit with you? Why, are you cool with her being a Palpatine? Like, uh, it um, doesn't matter if it, I'm cool with it or not. It, it is, <laughs> right? Like, right. It's not going right. to change anything. But I mean, I'm, I'm still – honestly, that is one of the points I'm still – feeling out um i get where you're coming from about the uh the the nobody aspect and how that's not really a thing anymore um but but i don't know i i honestly don't know it it, it took me back i will say you know it, it was not something i was expecting i'd heard the theory online you know i think you know it, it, I think that theory has been around as long as Force Awakens was out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I heard the theory and I was like, eh. And then they went with it and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I'm honestly still trying to figure out where I fall on that because that, that is – that I mean that kind of is the driving force for this movie. Um <sighs> If you take out the fact that she is related to Palpatine, mm-hmm. I think you know some of the the confrontations and things still work, but it does make it does change the dynamic. Um, I don't know. It. Uh, I, I'm honestly I'm, I don't know what I how I feel about that yet, and I really this is why I need additional viewings. Is I, I I just don't know. I'm like the, it. It caught me off guard and I went with it for the viewing because, you know, that's the story they're telling me. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, let's see how this happens, how this works. Um, and and honestly, it, it, it caught me off guard more than anything because it was, you know, it was a fan theory that I dismissed years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, no. Um, but – while while it's definitely a weirder from Ray's perspective as a character, I do think it could make sense from Palpatine's perspective, um, in the in the sense that you know he could have had a a, a family, but one that he kept you know sort of sequestered away, um, not in the limelight, you know, and he only went by Palpatine. He didn't go by anything else. So it's like. Um, but then of course he, he just has his 
child and their spouse killed. I don't I don't remember if they said it was uh his son or his daughter. It's um it was um it was his daughter. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was his son. Um it was his yeah. son that was a palpatine. Yeah. But, you know, killing his son and his wife is definitely within Palpatine's character, you know. Oh, for sure. Um that is that is totally within his thing. It was but, you know, and then when his granddaughter has this this super strong connection to the force going ah this is this is my eternal this is how i will eternally rule is through her mm-hmm. is also something that he would do you know it's like cuz he says you know if you strike me down my spirit will enter you mm-hmm. and you know then we will rule the two will become one and we will rule uh the galaxy you know as as a sith forever you know it, 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 that is totally within his character to do something like that um because it is it it is not for ray what what he is doing here it is not for ray it is for him his power and his legacy this is his you know she's another tool to him so it makes sense from palpatine's perspective mm-hmm. For sure. That this is this is yeah. something that it you know, and that that is why I'm I'm having sort of conflicting thoughts about this is because it it totally makes sense from Palpatine's perspective. I had come to really kind of embrace the idea that, that Ray was a nobody like you, and and it does sort of like rock that a bit on its heels, but we knew there was still more to her that we didn't know yet. And so I'm trying to to wrestle with the idea of all right. Am I just, you know, holding on to something because I just didn't have all the information yet? Um, and did I, you know, it, 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 it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that that is sort of the crux of of where I don't know with this movie mm-hmm. is that aspect. Sure, a lot of the other stuff around around that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but you know. But but that is that is the part of this the, this the the crux of it that I'm still like kind of scratching my head over, and I and I and I don't mean to to say that it as a you know as in I I hate the the choice because I don't. It's just not what I was expecting at all, and not something that I thought was going to happen. You know, and 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 I'm and I'm just trying to figure out how I see that lining up with everything else. And I, that's why I need more viewings because I, I just don't know yet. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, I really like the way Palpatine is portrayed in the movie. Like that, that was really cool. He really becomes the devil incarnate. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like that from just kind of the, the mythological side of star Wars and the, like the spiritual side of star Wars is he really kind of is the devil. He's he's evil personified. I mean, he was he was always been that, but he's he's like that to a T in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he is constantly, I mean, right at the beginning of the movie. I also was kind of shocked that he was right there at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but, me too. That was something like, I was like, "Oh, yeah. oh, we're we're seeing him already." Yeah, we're not going to not pulling any punches here. I mean, he's ba- no. I mean, he's mentioned in the opening crawl too, so Yeah. Um but uh when when Kylo, Kylo goes to him, he does exactly what Palpatine always does, what he what he did to Luke and what he did to, especially to Anakin, which is tempt you with the one thing that is your deepest fear 
or your deepest inadequacy. And what he tempts Kylo with is Kylo shows up, basically says, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, listen, if you if you take out Ray, you take out the scavenger, I'll give you all this and you will be as strong as what your grandfather couldn't be. And that that is a good connection to Force Awakens, right? When when Ray and Kylo in the interrogation scene and, and Ray you know, gets to see inside Kylo's head and sees, you know, his biggest fear is you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. Yeah. Well, here's the emperor kind of coming full circle and saying, you know, do my bidding and I will make you stronger than your grandfather. Right. So like that was a cool way to start it for Kylo's point perspective of, um, you know, he's being tempted with the thing that's been haunting him the entire trilogy, really. Um, so I right. thought that worked really well. And then again, at the end of the movie, when Ray is confronting him and he basically says, if you join me, you know, you do this, you become empress. And it's the it's the same ta- t- tactic he did with Luke. It's the only way to save your family. Right. I, yeah. I think he even says family as opposed to friends, which I actually really appreciate because that's what it is. Right. Because Ray's Ray's whole story, her whole inadequacy feeling that we develop in Force Awakens is that she's alone, that she doesn't have family, that no one will claim her. But right. Rise of Skywalker. I mean, again, this is one of the things that works so darn well for me is I do love the the rapport between our, our big three now, the new big three. Yeah, uh, I think they work so well together. The acting is phenomenal. I mean. You know, uh, the the best thing that Disney Star Wars has definitely done, and I've said this before, is, is just casting phenomenal actors and, and giving them, you know, giving them the room to really strut their stuff. And I think that continues very powerfully in, in Rise of Skywalker. Um, but, yeah, I really like that for Rey, you know, this this movie begins where she she does have a sense of belonging. Um, but there is still like this inadequacy around really having a family. And now that she, she, she belongs, but still feels set apart. Right. And now that she finally has something, um, you know, Palpatine's threatening to take that away. Um, and what's interesting is, and actually this kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, Palpatine is off like, here I am. I am your family. I've come back for you in a way, right? Like, yeah, join with you and we'll be together. But, you know, I think, what ultimately the story becomes for Ray is, is she does, she, she, de, she denies, she rejects the poison of her bloodline and accepts, you know, the, the family that she chose, chooses for herself. So again, like I love that theme. I think it's phenomenal. Um, she chooses to be a nobody. She chooses to not be a Palpatine anymore. Well, and it sounds like, right, like the way that kind of JJ retcons what happens in Last Jedi um, is, you know, we learned that her parents chose to be nobody, even though they like her, her father knew he was a Palpatine, but he chose to be nobody. So, yeah. you know, um, well, uh, well, then perhaps, you know, the reason why she didn't have a family name is because, uh, her father Palpatine's son yeah. dropped it. Yeah. You know, I, they, he, she probably never knew she was a Palpatine, right. You know, until, until fricking, Ben Kylo tells her um, and then she she in the moment when she's confronting uh, Palpatine at the end, she decides to be that nobody again. She's like, no, yeah, this is not who I am. Yeah. Um, and um, then at the end is when she goes, no, I am part of a family. Yeah. And and takes the Skywalker name. Yeah. Um, you know, which that was a fantastic scene that end scene i love that i I thought it was perfect um i that's she's going to go live on tatooine and i think that's where she's gonna start you know i don't think she's gonna live there 
I think she's just uh, going do, there do, to do, pay homage to what came before. I think that's why she's yeah. there. I don't think she's settling in. Okay. That's, I, well, that's I don't my know. take. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't matter. But I don't know. I mean, it... Uh, um, can I just I say, know. though, yeah. that, that, that Rise of Skywalker did one wonderful thing, which was make making canon robot chicken in the sense that he does say, go for Papa Palpatine. Nope. <laughs> All right. So at least that is now canon. <laughs> go for Papa oh Palpatine. <laughs> go for Papa Palpatine. <laughs> what the hell is an aluminum falcon? <laughs> oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Sorry. I just had to throw that in. <laughs> Um, oh man, but, but yeah, I honestly, honestly, there's not a lot else in this movie that has me going, huh? Um, other than the fact that it is kind of all over the place. Um, yeah, well, let me ask you this. So, but, but, you know, it, uh, other than that, because that, that is kind of the, but that's still like the, the, the central thrust of this movie too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird situation because I'm, I'm still going, huh, about the fact that she, you know, is related to Palpatine. Um, but you know, I, that's the, that's kind of the driving force. You know, one of the driving forces in this movie is that. So, sorry, what were we going to ask? Um, well, it was, it, this is it's, it's me asking you this so that I can also talk about it. Um, but uh, you know, right? The, the, so the, the two things I talked about earlier in the week that I really wanted to see was you know a solid explanation for Palpatine, which I still I just don't think we got. Um, and then the other thing was Anakin, right? Like Anakin in some way being involved in right. We do get him. We get Hayden's voice. Um, yeah. You know, he says to Ray at the end, you know, bring balance as I once did. Um, and he says a couple other things. Uh, I don't remember what. Also, the plethora of Jedi in that moment is pretty cool. Like I noticed yeah. when they did the voice cast at the end, Kanan's part of it, Ahsoka's part of it. Um, Qui- I did hear Qui Gon, obviously yeah. Yoda, Obi Wan, um, and then they have Luminara, um, and Adi Galia, which I don't know why oh. they're there, but <laughs> um, to get some more female voices in. Oh, that's and that's fair. Um, I, but I honestly, I did not recognize Kanan or Ahsoka, so I'm excited to see that again, just to hear their I, voices. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, no, I, I heard all the voices. I was picking out Qui Gon quite a bit, and I was oh, like, yeah. ooh, I was very excited about that, and I was yeah, very yeah. excited that we heard Anakin, um, and I kind of just heard everyone else, but didn't hear who they were. Um, Joey said, "Oh, I heard Ahsoka in there," so. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, great. You know, so, but yeah, that was, that was a really cool moment in the movie. Absolutely. I really loved that. That, that climactic moment where he is like, I have all the Sith within me. And then she says, and I have all the Jedi. You know, that was, oh, that was really good. Right. In my opinion. And if you think about it, it, it I mean, I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was a little cheesy, um, but it's fine. Like, it was cool. I, I would have still preferred seeing it. Hayden Christensen. I, I think I think it was still a big fair. Um, like you know that quote, that long quote I led from read from Chris Terrio in the last episode, where he talks about how important you know the redemption of Anakin is at the end of Return of the Jedi, and how they're very faithful to that. I that's the, still the big question I'm still asking is I don't know that they were. I I don't think I don't know I don't know if they did damage to the legacy of Return of the Jedi, but they certain if for me as of right now they certainly didn't do anything to build upon it. Um, but what I will say is how I, the fact that I like that Ray is able to defeat Palpatine 
is essentially she's just defending herself, right? A yeah. Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. She refuses. Yeah. He wants her to attack him so that he can go into her with a spirit, which again is another thing that didn't work for me. They, what they did with the force in this movie is straight out of a video game and kind of just, just, just upsetting to me. Um, but, uh, you know, but Ray does, she rejects using violence just like Luke did at the end of Return of the Jedi, but she also is able to defend herself. She's not going to just stand there and get obliterated. She stands up to him, defends herself, defends her family, and that's what overcomes him. Which, yeah. by the way, did you notice that Palpatine apparently is a clone in the movie? That is mentioned by like a side character for a second. My my friend told me that, and I didn't notice it, so that's another thing I want to notice. Mm-hmm. But, no, I did not catch that. Again, I, I like, thought it was some like, sort of like... You know, Sith. It is. You know. it's, it's like Sith alchemy and like all this weird stuff, which again is kind of neat. Um, it's stuff that like has been hinted at in the past. Um, but yeah. Like the Dark Empire comic, which came out in like the I want to say early '90s, maybe mid '90s. Um, that story was it was about the cloned emperor. And right, right. Again, right. like when that story came out, when I read that as a kid, I thought it was awesome. But when I reread it now, I'm like, this is pretty stupid. <laughs> and again, my opinion. Um, and it felt kind of weird that that's the route JJ chose to go with making all these these big bold moves is um, I don't know. And again, I don't mean to be like such a butthead, but I feel like what Ryan Johnson really did with Last Jedi is he he tried to make Star Wars like new with something to really say to us as adults. And I feel like JJ just said, "No, like let's just play with our toys again," which is like fun, but. I don't know. Like, this is like this is a horrible thing to say, but it's kind of like kind of like a one night stand in some ways. Like it's fun and thrilling, but there's not a lot of depth. <laughs> so, um, uh, I don't know. You know. So again, like multiple viewings could easily change that. Um, but, um, yeah. Like that's like that's what's just really what I'm sitting with now is like with all the. There is a lot of good stuff, but then it's also like interspersed with all these things that I think really don't work. Um, so I don't know. So that's just, I mean, that's still just kind of where I land with it. Um, yeah, and, and, it's fair. And all the stuff that doesn't work for me is ultimately around the Palpatine stuff. So much of the other, the so much of the rest of the movie, I think works pretty darn well. Um, Leia, I think is phenomenal in the movie. Um, yeah. She, and the fact that like, she goes out the same way her brother showed her um, is freaking awesome. The fact that she force projects to Ben is freaking great. And that's what kills her. Um, yeah. And she knows how to do that only because of like what Luke did on crate, which I think is so cool. Um, I really, really like that. Um, and obviously Jason, can you guess what my favorite part of the movie was? Uh, yes. Han, Han showing up. Hell Yes, I loved that. I absolutely loved Han coming back. Um, And I thought that was so powerful and so beautiful. Um, And I'm still like a little unclear. Like what? Like, I think he's just a memory, right? Because like, yeah, like you're just a memory. And he's like, yeah, but I'm your memory. I don't know if but I almost feel like what Leia does by like force projecting to get Ben's attention I feel like just cracked that nut, like cracked that part of Ben open in his head and allows Han to like show up. Um, 
So yeah, as it, as a as a memory like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And it's I agree. It's his it's his parents that that save him ultimately, right? Yeah. Well, uh, well, maybe more than maybe maybe not save him, but at least remind him that he's more than the than what he what he's been choosing to become. Um, and right, like it couldn't have been Luke, but Han and Leia could do it. And Leia was very yeah. con- convinced of that in Force Awakens, right? That she and yeah. Han were the ones that could bring Ben back. And that pans out, which I think was really cool. Like, I really liked that. And I love the scene of him throwing the lightsaber away. I mean, they obviously, yeah. like, that scene with him and Han is very much mirrored um, from Force Awakens. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's at one point, it's, it's line for line, shot for shot, essentially. Yeah. Uh, until he just turns and throws the lightsaber away right you know when when han touches his face again he touches kylo's scar does the scar go away i that, that's why you see notice it. yeah I, I thought it did but I, I can't remember so or maybe it just did in that vision right like but yeah i don't know i i thought that was really beautiful i did really 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 like that moment all that stuff with with Han and Leia was really good. Also loved Ray at the beginning of the movie calling Leia master. Like that was yeah. great. So yeah. good. So, so that was, good. That was good. That was very, very good. I liked that a lot. Um, and then getting to see the, the flashback from Luke about Leia's training and stuff. I yeah. loved that. Well, and that was cool. It was, and her lightsaber. Yeah. And it was cool that their blast shields were down because it was like, oh, this is the perfect way to do it. Like, you don't have to have them talking. Like, he's just mentioning this scene. But then they use that, like, CGI technology we've had for a while now. I mean, they've they've done, like, these younger faces on characters in a lot of things. Like, Terminator was one of the first ones I remember. Like, one of the Terminator movies where they put young Arnold's face on a guy's body. Uh, one of the Avengers movies or Iron Man movies had right. a, a flashback to young Tony Stark and yeah, things exactly. like that. So, yeah. So, it was really cool that they did that with with Luke and Leia. Um, yeah, I, I loved that little moment. Um, and you know, Ray going to Octo is pretty cool. I really like yeah. that part of the story. Um, and right. Like it, honestly, I've, I've tried to stay away from social media just cause it, you know, people can be really, really bitter. <laughs> um, I have seen, I have seen people lauding this as the best Disney star Wars movie. And then I've seen people just absolutely tearing it to pieces. I've not seen much in the middle, Yeah, which is why I feel a little awkward is because I'm still kind of figuring my way through it. And, uh, it honestly scares me to look, to look on social media right now to see what people are saying because I'm trying to form my own opinion and everyone else around me has got one extreme or the other. And it's kind of unnerving me. So uh, mm-hmm. you will not see me interacting a lot on star or on star Wars social media in the next week or two. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, I just, I went on quick today just to see what, what was going on. Um, uh, but no, I, I was going to make a point before that. Oh, crap. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, but, Oh, I mean, obviously, Octo. I've seen a lot of yeah. I've seen a lot of people like I've seen some people that are, are expressing that they really feel like um, JJ kind of just undid Last Jedi, um, which in some ways I can certainly see that, and in some ways I think he just built off of it. I don't know, um, but like, so the thing on Octo, right? Like Ray goes to throw the lightsaber away, 
She's mm-hmm. done. She thinks this is what she's supposed to do. And of course, Force Ghost Luke catches it, <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. Um, and brings it back to her, which, you know, for the, I know some people like thought, like, oh, that's just so stupid and disrespectful to what Ryan did. But I don't know. I think it makes sense in the story. Like, I actually really yeah. liked that. Like, I think, uh, you know, for me, it was, it was neat because in that moment, Luke does say, I was wrong. And, and he yeah. was like that. And he learned that at the end of Last Jedi. He goes back because he realizes he is needed. His legend matters. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the lesson that Yoda taught him. Right. You know, and and it, it made perfect sense for him to come back in that moment and to stop her and to, you know, bring the lightsaber back to her and remind her, you know, you're this isn't over. Don't yeah. do what I did. You know, that that. You know, that that's not undoing. That's a continuation of a lesson that was learned because Luke was wrong. Yeah. And that's what we learned in The Last Jedi. And that's what he admits to Rey in The Rise of Skywalker. Right. And I want to say, like, you know, because I know that there's still a lot of people that think that 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 Luke isn't the accurate Luke. Um, I was watching. I didn't watch the entire last the entire movie of Last Jedi, but I, I watched like mainly the parts on Octo again um, and, and the ending the other the, the day before I saw the movie. And something struck me for the first time, I just never thought about this, is actually how perfect Luke's journey kind of make, makes sense to me now in, in Last Jedi, which is think about Luke in the originals. He never really desires to be like this hero character. He's never like seeking to do anything wonderful um, for the sake of doing something wonderful. Like he is this little, like he's a farm boy. Um, who just happens to grow up to do wonderful things. He wants it, to go on adventures, but he doesn't right. dream of like being the the big giant hero. Right. Well, and even like the dreaming of going on adventures is is the young the young man that he definitely isn't in Return of the Jedi. Right. Return right. of the Jedi. Luke is uh, he's he's a Jedi Knight. He's he's becoming an adult man, and um, I think he's just doing what he knows to be right. He's doing what he believes to be right. He's not doing it to make a name for himself. So when he gets built up into this huge legendary character, which is obviously what had happened to him, you know, post Return of the Jedi, which makes sense. I think that was a lot of weight to carry. Plus, he's trying to start a new Jedi order and it falls apart because of his own family, because of, you know, his misstep. Like, of course, that broke him. I think that makes tremendous sense. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he learned the lesson of being wrong. And then I think, so going back to Octo and having him say that he was wrong and, um, that Ray needs to, you know, face this fear of hers, um, which I will say, I mean, again, like the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm talking about it, it some of the Palpatine stuff, I guess, kind of is starting to make a little bit more sense to me. Um, which right. Like the. So much of Ray's struggle in this movie is she's afraid of herself. She's afraid of what's inside of her, right? Like when she destroys she, the. She said that in the Force Awakens. You know, something inside me has awoken, and I'm afraid. And it, she says, and I'm afraid. Last, she says that in Last Jedi, but yeah. Oh well, I mean, but no, but like, or she says something to that effect when she, um, when she touches the lightsaber, right? In uh, to to Maz, doesn't she say something to that effect? She says that it. That it she's like what you know what was that but yeah, yeah what was that oh yeah I, and i don't yeah. i don't want it you know right right um but yeah i mean it, so like to make her a palpatine of course she's afraid of what's inside of her because she's got this evil man's blood in her um but 
again, I, I, again, I don't think we needed that, but at least it makes sense within the story. Um, cause even right early on, right, kind of Leia's last words to her are, don't be afraid of who you are. Right. I think is what she mm-hmm. says, um, before they leave for Pisana. Um, and by the way, Pisana, love that part of the movie. Loved yeah. the festival. <laughs> it was so cool. That was so Star Wars. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I love that. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but Luke is telling her that, you know, don't just because that's what's inside you doesn't mean that's who you are. Um, but right. But that's like that's Ray's struggle in this whole movie is is she is really afraid of what she could be capable of. Um, again, having have read. I mean, I did read all the spoilers before the movie and it, they were all beat for beat. Exactly what I read. Um, and I'm kind of mad at myself because it really did. It didn't allow me to enjoy the movie as probably as much as I could have. So, again, I'm looking forward to going back again tonight. Um I think that'll be the reoccurring theme of the episode, Jason, is that we both want to see it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, having known that, like, she thinks she kills Chewie, but obviously they end up saving him. Like, if I didn't know that, if I really thought she did accidentally kill Chewie, like, that would have gutted me. But I knew she didn't. So, like, it kind of took away some of that emotional weight. And same with the stuff with 3PO. Like, I knew that he gets a memory wipe, but then 20 minutes later, R2 backs it up. Um, so... Also, like oh. that moment wasn't as emotional because I knew it wasn't going to last. Um, yeah. And no, I, I mean, I'm, the uh, the the thing with Chewie is, you know, I'd seen the trailers and I'd seen Chewie and other point. things that we hadn't yeah. seen yet. So it's like that. Uh, right. They can't. He can't be dead. You know, he can't be dead here. Right. Right. No, he can't. Um, but they sold it well. Yeah. You know, they they sold it well, and the the characters reacted you know, accordingly and, and very well, uh, to that effect. So I was very happy about that. Uh, the 3PO thing, you know, as soon as they mentioned that R2, um, you know, backs up 3PO's memory regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, he's going to be fine, which I was, I was very happy with, um, you know, because I wanted him to be okay and I didn't want him to just be factory reset from the box again, essentially, you know, um, but the, uh, and honestly, the, the fact that R2 had a lot more to do in this movie than I expected him to made me happy. Mm. You know, he, he was involved, uh, with the, the opening mission to get the, the, uh, stuff from the spy. Uh, he was there to witness Leia, um, passing. Yeah. Um, he, you know, restored three PO's memory to him, and then he got to ride with Poe in the final battle. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, but you know, so I was very happy to see R two got got more stuff to do in this movie. Um, but yeah, no, the the Chewy thing, I was like, it, they sold it well for a minute, for like a split second. I thought they killed him, but then I was like, wait, trailers stuff, you know, um, but. Uh, and then the the 3PO thing, as soon as they mentioned R2 with the, you know, backing up his memory, and 3PO's like, well, his backups are notoriously unreliable, you know, but that's just 3PO, you know, yeah. jabbing at R2. So it's like, you know, I was like, oh, no, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I did think it was funny that he basically reset to right before they left on the mission, right. you know. So right. it was like, okay, there's still space missing, but not not the important part. Right. So, um, you know, I, so I want to if quickly just at least talk um, about 
uh, Poe and Finn's kind of expansion of characters through their relationships with new characters. Um, so, you know, I talked, I, I was really excited to see Zori Bliss and Janna and um, I really liked them. I would have liked more of them. Um, but again, it's, it makes sense. Like I, I knew that like Star Wars marketing always, like they're going to market little characters because that's what Star Wars does. Um, so, right. But I felt that Zori and Janna, especially Janna, um, were really integral to the plot. Um, yeah. And most specifically Janna, because again, like it's really cool that she and the rest of the people she's thrown in with are all ex stormtroopers from the first order. That's so yeah. fucking cool that they were this group. And um, right. Cause another big theme of the movie that I love is about not being alone. Um, right. And, and Zori delivers one of my favorite lines in the movie when she's talking to Poe on um, Kimiji or Kimji or however you say that planet. Um, when she says to Poe, the, the way they win is by trying to convince you you're alone. Um, yeah. Um, I love that. And I think that's also another theme of the movie is that, you know, and Poe, and Poe says later in the movie, you know, we're not alone. Um, good people will fight if we lead them, which of course is from the trailer, but still like he, he, he's reminded of that from, from Zori. And, and that's, what's so cool is like, um, what's neat with Finn and Jana too, when they, when they learn about one another's past, yeah. Is where they're having that conversation. They're having it in the Falcon's hold, which again, the Millennium Falcon is a home space for Star Wars, right? Like that's part of the Millennium Falcon is a freaking character. Excuse me, a character. So Oh yeah. And it's always represented our character's home. So it's cool that they're kind of having this moment. And it's also the same space where he and um, Ray are first talking and they learn a little bit about one another, too. So it's, it's again, like it's a cool callback to that that particular space being a space where characters get to know one another. Um, so I love that. I love how excited Finn gets about who Janna is because it makes him feel like he's part of something more, that he's not the only one. And it's great that Janna, again, meets someone who wasn't just with her group that also chose to defect. Um, so it's a it's a great point, and it's like no wonder she immediately buys into helping the resistance because, first off, like Finn, she understands the the travesty that is the First Order, but she's also now has this personal connection with Finn. Um, yeah, and the thing I love about Zori and Poe's relationship is <laughs> the idea that Poe Poe really is, and and I think that this was kind of being faithful to who he who he gets criticized for being in last Jedi, which is kind of just the hot shot. Who's always thinking with his head in the cockpit. Um, right. Like it's, so I remember from the, you know, the book bloodline that Poe, Poe is recruited by Leia to be in the resistance. Cause he's part of the new Republic Navy or starship fleet, whatever. Yeah. But it makes sense that Poe is also probably so bored during peacetime, just flying around on maneuvers that of course, like he picks up a side job, like spice running just for the excitement of it. Oh right? yeah. Like Poe, like Poe grew up knowing Han Solo and the stories of Han Solo. Of course he just wants in. I don't think Poe's into it because he's in any way wants to be part of the criminal underworld, but it's just exciting. Um, so it's pretty cool that like Zori right in that moment, she's inviting Poe, like just, you know, stay here with me. Like, be part of that life that you used to have. But Poe's like, nah, I, I finally found something to buy into, which is the resistance, right? The resistance was something to believe in more than the new Republic. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I really, so I, I like, I like all those dynamics a lot in the movie. 
Oh yeah, no the 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 Finn and Poe expansion was really cool. The, the idea that Finn can can sense the Force but can't like use it, I also liked. You know the. I think he could if he was trained. I mean, if he was trained, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but he can at least sense things. You know, um, so that was kind of cool too. Um, I I did like the the end celebration. You know, silent conversation between Poe and Zori. That was, you know, at, at the very end, there everyone's. He's like, "Hey, good job." You know, thanks. You too. And then, he, want to have that kiss now? No. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, that, that was that was that was the conversation. Just no no words were said. So uh, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I like I liked Zori um, and and Jana a lot. Jana was was really you know that that whole aspect of her being a defector too was kind of not expected and I loved it. So, um, but I will say that one of my favorite little moments, um, uh, happened on, on Kim G or whatever that planet is. Um, as Zori is taking them through the cantina to the back room to, to meet Babu Frick. And we see John Williams cameo. Did you catch that? I didn't. Uh, somebody told me about it, but I didn't catch it in the movie. He, yeah, he, he was the bartender, um, you know, cleaning the glass uh, as they walk by. And, uh, you know, he's got like the, the mechanical eye patch thing going on in one of his eyes and things like that. But, yeah, it was it was John Williams. And um, that cracked me up um, and it made me very happy. And, of course, we got Wedge. Which I said I wanted. That was one of the things yeah. I said I wanted. We got yeah. like one shot of Wedge in the Falcon, right? Uh, Which I, 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 it was cool. I, I was cool having him back in there. But I was kind of surprised that he's in the Falcon gunner turret rather than in a ship because, like, he's one of the best pilots. Why is he not flying? <laughs> um, he's old. Um, yeah, so is Lando. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> True. So. Um, Which. What do you think about Lando's return? I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really really well done i think and i was also yeah. really impressed with billy d williams um with with how yeah. old he is and kind of how eccentric he seems to be he he really just inhabited the role of lando calrissian again yeah um and uh, honestly my favorite scene great. with him was uh between him and poe after leia's death mm. you know where, where he posed like how do i do this how did you guys do this and he was like how were you ready and he was like we weren't we had each other at each other you know it was like that was that was my favorite scene with lando um but i mean billy d just looked like he was having the time of his life coming back and doing this yeah um did did you think you know his when he showed up that that was lando yes because i did yeah i did too i was like yeah that's that's lando he has a crossbow too which is awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool i I saw the the cane and i was like (laughs) i saw the cane i was like oh there's lando yeah um yeah um, and cool yeah. to like learn that he was helping Luke on a mission there, and that's what that brought him to Pasan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why Lando stayed for another who knows how long, but oh, um, I don't think he stayed. I think and, he just came back. Yeah, I'll say that I was really happy that Jana wasn't his daughter. Um, I was really nervous that they were going to make that the case, so I'm really glad that they didn't. Um, but I do love <laughs> the little moment between the two of them at the end, where she's like, "I don't know who my family, you know, I don't know who they are," and Lando's like, "Let's find out." So my yeah. friend Mike that I was with last night, he figured that was just Lando hitting on her, which could be true, too. Um, but I think it was just like Lando's just such a good dude. Like, of course, he wants to help. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, 
Oh man, <laughs> the the 3PO stuff at the beginning, the first half of the movie had me laughing the whole time. 3PO was just hilarious. Uh, like when they they fell into the the sinking sands or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Poe's yelling for Ray and Finn and and Chewie and 3PO was like, "You didn't say my name, sir, but I'm quite all right too. Thank you." Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. 3PO was great in this one. He he I I really liked um how comical he is and also how integral to the to the story he is. Yeah. And I was so glad that he didn't end up firing the bowcaster. He yes. essentially was a walking coat rack. Right. Uh, that was cool. I liked that yes. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, Did you like Dio? Yeah. Yeah. I I well I liked and I liked that in his introduction. He kind of gets introduced is like he's an abused animal like right he's like so many rescue pets um it's yeah. sad um but yeah i like i was surprised that he had a human voice um yeah that that surprised me too but uh but yeah i liked him I mean, again he's he's a super small side character so yeah um but yeah i i really i really enjoyed him so yeah yeah um i mean i mean there's there's obviously so much more we could say um yeah. But, I, I will. I will say I did like the return of Ben Solo. Uh, you know, af, yeah. after the confrontation yes. and the the uh, the intervention of Leia and the appearance of Han uh, and Ben deciding to drop Kylo. Yeah. And and having Ben Solo in the movie rather than Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, was was really really cool and and watching him try to make the uh make up for what he did and and honestly I was like you know I was thinking to myself it'd be really cool if they were able to you know uh, both survive but I don't see how that's possible and you know how how do you it would be like how do you reintegrate Darth Vader into society? How do you reintegrate Kylo Ren back into the resistance? You know? Right. Um that's not really possible, even if he's no longer Kylo, but he's Ben. Um and then, you know, having him go out the way he did. Uh a little cheesy, but Star Wars is a little cheesy. Um but I I it made sense and I liked it. Mm. Um I I liked his his journey back to the light a lot. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I I love when he shows up on Exegol at the end, and he's just got a blaster, and he just like he's just shooting down people, which is so cool because yeah. he's definitely he's, he's got the dead eye of Han Solo. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And and I loved his fight against the 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 Knights of Ren. Look awesome. They don't do a whole lot, um, no. but they still are. They still do something, right? Yeah. Um, they're they're a constant presence. They're they like a pursuing scary. presence. Yeah, and that's one thing that like um, I felt like, especially with the Palpatine stuff and his creepy lair with all of his thousands of s- creepy Sith acolytes, um, and the Knights of Ren. They really do make the when they're on screen, it's threatening. It's scary. Like, um, yeah. And and I thought that worked really well. I really enjoyed that. And while I wish the Knights could have done a bit more. Um, like it would have been cool to see them maybe at least have a brief fight against Ray on Pisana. Um, but, uh, yeah, like their fight with Kylo was cool. Um, I thought I could, I didn't like all the weird jumping. It felt very cartoony, um, very comic booky. Um, some of the, the fight scenes I I thought were a bit, 
ridiculous <laughs> to, to be honest. Um, but it was cool that Kylo is the one that's responsible for taking them out. Um, and again, like I yeah. love how JJ built off of that force Skype connection that was created in last Jedi. Because yeah. it's so cool. when Ray like, puts the lightsaber behind her back and then all of a sudden Kylo has it. That was really yeah. cool. I thought that was awesome. The way that that fight started. Um, and uh, yeah, like it was awesome. It was really cool. It was really cool. And I watching Adam driver go from uh, a tormented, you know, Kylo Ren to he seemed to get younger when he became Ben, is that just me or does he, did he seem like it was, I don't know. I, I don't not like literally younger, but he, he felt younger. Like, like, like there was the, the kid was back again. You know, the bit that, that kid Ben was back again a little bit, you know, I, I don't know it. Um, I, I did not pick up on that, but that's cool. at, at least, at least, I mean, I know, I'm, I'm not saying physically, right, but like right, right. he seemed Let's go loo- younger sure. and, and that the weight the weight was was off of him. Sure. Um, and uh, watching Adam Driver make that change was really cool. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That's I, I. I could say a lot of other things I, I liked um, in this movie, but you know, there was a lot of other fun stuff. But you know, this is a first reaction. We're gonna see it again. Some of us many many times over this weekend. Um, so. Uh, I think we're going to – unless you have anything else, uh, I think I can wind it up there. Um, I, I will say I was excited to see Wicket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. And Cloud yes. City. So that was perfect. Yeah. Um, and just yeah. real quick, the last thing because, again, I do love that last scene on Tatooine. And the things that oh. – there are three things that I specifically love about that scene. First one is that Ray picks up a piece of metal to uh, sand, Slide down. sand sled down into it. And she's got like a yep. smile on her face, like she's enjoying this. And again, great connection to like she knows she knows her way around a, a sand planet. Um, so I yeah. like that connection back to her character from Force Awakens. I love that she takes the name Skywalker there. But probably the best thing about it is the the Force Ghosts of Luke and Leia. Um, yeah. That's beautiful because those uh, were kind of good. her. Those really are her parental figures and Han. Um, but I wish that Ben's Ben's force ghost had been there too, because he does disappear yeah. as does Leia. Um, I think it would have made sense for Ben to be there because again, like, um, I agree. It, that would have been a. I mean, I know in some ways I'm railing against certain parts of this because it it feels a little bit Return of the Jedi, and here I am advocating for another thing. But it's like at this point, since you've done so much, that's like Return of the Jedi. Why not do one more thing? Which is the force ghost Return of the Jedi, right? They're they're Luke's two mentors plus the person that he sees redeemed i felt like that would have just made sense for ray like it's her two mentors plus ben who is also responsible for bringing her back to life um yeah in some ways so um just really quick did you what did you think about the the kiss scene between them um it (laughs) uh i don't know It, it it made sense Kind of in well, mm. it kind of made sense in the moment, um, and obviously, you know, he he's uh, bringing her back to life, and so she she and him are have this had this connection, and it's it's over, it's yeah. finally over, right? 
and they can have this moment of like, hey, it it's it's actually you. It's actually Ben, you know, and uh, which is who she wanted in the first place. So she says that to him. Right. You know, on the, the Death Star battle. Um, I did, and I did want you. I wanted Ben. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was, I mean, like I said, it was a little cheesy, but that Star, Star Wars. Wars is a little cheesy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I think his reaction after the kiss is kind of what sold me on the scene. You know, the sort of like, <laughs> I can't believe that actually happened. Um, reaction before he, you know, he passed away um, was you know, seeing Ben smile. I think sold it to me mm. um, after afterwards. Yeah. Cool. So, what do you th- what did you think? Um, I, I was okay with it. You know, uh, I I won't lie, kind of didn't want to see it initially. Um, I mean, um, but I thought in the moment it worked. Like I thought it was it was a tasteful way of handling that. I know there are a lot of people that really don't like it, and for lots of different reasons. Um, I, I don't know of anybody that likes it. I haven't seen those reactions yet. Um, it was fine to me. Like I, I didn't love it nor hate it. Um, it was just, it was fine. Um, I thought it was tastefully done. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was, I was okay with it. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there, there are so many more things I want to talk about after seeing this a couple more times. Um, and most likely we'll get another episode out again early next week. Um, so, uh, it, you know, it's tough with it being also Christmas next week. <laughs> you know, we've got yeah, things yeah. to do. Family Christmas to is right smack dab in the middle of the week, right. you know, and Christmas Eve is the day we, we normally record and we're not doing that on Christmas Eve. So we're, we're trying to figure out when we can record next week. Um, so we'll probably get something out. We're going to do our best, but if not, we'll definitely be back uh shortly afterwards with some more stuff and we need to get katie on to talk about this too so yeah um cool but all right all right that's all i've got carl um there's a lot a lot happened and i need to see it again that's that's my final word on the matter well i will say this real quick too probably my favorite part of the movie john williams music Oh, of, so good. Of the sequel sound of the sequel soundtracks, this is the first one I've listened through and I'm and have wanted to re-listen through. And I have. <laughs> it's it's I love it. It's beautiful. So I love this score. Excellent. Well, uh people want to weigh in on their thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. Where can they do that, Carl? Uh they can do that on Twitter at Wampas Lair, um on Facebook at Wampas Lair Podcast, or email us at Wampaslair Podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Uh, and please uh, make sure that you also follow Katie on Twitter at, at @pohatdamron. Um And that's all we've got for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 364 of the Wampus Lair podcast, The Rise of Skywalker First Reaction. For Carl and Katie, who's not here, I'm Jason, and we will see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. <laughs>